0: oh my god hooray I've missed you all week
1: I know what's happened how come uh, were... I, I did
0: we shit just... this week I know we did things I did things and now I miss, ha- I miss talking to you constantly I know <laughs> no more doing things
1: boo <laughs> what's down with doing I like how we've been complaining for five months that there's nothing to do. And the second we're doing things, we're like, fuck this.
0: Fucking absolutely. Who wants me to do what? No. <laughs> no, I just want to text you all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Let's have a con- conversation about, um, uh, 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 oh, cool. A word I can I'm coming up with entropy, but that's not the word. When you in- when you're rolling,
0: yes, that's the word. That's inertia it. slash momentum. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're basically the same physics law, but the inverse of each other. Yes. What? Why nice. do I know that? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, do because you might have paid attention in a class mm. at some point. That was a nice segue. So solid segue. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that I used to think, I thought that the way Segway is the stupid things that you can ride. I thought that's how you spelled Segway. And that when people spelled well, it as sure thought it, I thought they were saying Seg. Seg. I thought like, let's Seg into this. And yeah. so I said it like that. And then someone was like, that's not how you say that. And I was like, that's not how you spell that. Because I would, I, if nothing else, I was, I was a confident child about some of my, my literacy. <laughs> I would fight for things that I was wrong about, but it felt good.
0: It is worthwhile in this exact moment of history to say, down with the pronunciation police.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, there's things that we should never be shy about being like, oh, well, I've never actually, I don't know what that word is because I've never fucking seen it before. Um, a good example would be, uh, um, oh, uh, lapel. Oh, my friend yeah. my Label. friend Jessica had ne- yeah she'd never seen it written out and there's plenty of words like that where it's i mean whatever it's fine
0: you know what it means people are doing means they're huh. reading yeah means that's a good point reading. so that's a good point don't like shame that. them when they say it wrong like yeah. facade
1: <laughs> i think that facade should be said facade for the record
0: wait a second wait a second before we get too far down the uh, oh. down the golden path wait, who, are who are you I'm Jen Ponton who are you I'm Lillian Bustle hi Lillian Bustle hi Jen are you ready Ponten. to give some fucks with me I am so ready how many fucks should we give
1: oh god I've been collecting them all week <laughs> they're gonna you know you know in in Mario when like all the coins just drop out that's what
0: it's gonna be yes oh no <laughs> out from <sighs> the bottom. That means a bad guy zinged you. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, I'm thinking about what happens to Sonic. He loses all his rings when he touches bad Oh, maybe bad that's guy. what I was thinking of. <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't I think know. no, I think I think all the coins fall out in a good way for Mario when he bumps up against a question box.
1: Oh, well then Sonic, I guess is what I was thinking. Sonic of. Although... loses
0: his rings. The rings are like a one they're like a one damage protection yeah. against a bad guy. Oh, interesting! I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know shit about shit. Um, I'm very well. I'm adequate at Sonic. <laughs> Wouldn't that be
1: amazing if we started a Twitch channel?
0: Fuck yes! How do you I hook mean- it up to your TV though, so you can use a mod, a uh, uh, system with it though? I <laughs> I think that's the oldest old person question I've heard you
1: ever say. How do I hook this up to my TV? Kids don't have TVs anymore.
0: <laughs> We're old.
1: Oh, so my God. I was talking to someone 10 years younger than me recently. How, how'd like, that feel? Uh, I mean, I'm getting used to it. but <laughs>
0: Yeah. Isn't
1: that weird? But... But yeah, I was talking about the Wii and they were like, oh, you still have, you have a Wii? That was from a long time ago. I was like, it wasn't that long ago. And I was like, "Mm," mmm,
0: kind of a long time ago. Like,
1: they stopped supporting, anyway, but but video games are what you do when you're trying not to do your homework and today's podcast is about, like, actually being in school and what the school experience was for us.
0: (sighs) It's still back to school time, y'all, and, um... And whatever whatever f- hot nonsense that looks like this year, this is a this is a nice little walk down memory, a nice or painful walk down memory lane, depending, um, <laughs> to what it did look like when when September was a highly anticipated time of year. Oh yeah.
1: So uh, in Virginia, I. Th- I don't remember why. Someone explained to me it was something like the tourism um, groups had lobbied to not have school go back until after Labor Day because that way the kids could all keep working through the summer. Oh, so I don't know if that's true oh, or not, but either way, we never started school before Labor Day. So to find out that other places started in August when it's still, like, ball sweaty out, I was right. like, what are you talking about? Why would you ever do that? So many schools don't have air conditioning. Why would you do that?
0: And that seems to be a thing that's only true of, like, the South or hot places. Mm. And I don't understand that. Why? 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 Wait! Tell us why. The first time that I learned that kids went to school in August, uh, I had a friend. I had a friend in Florida who I had met on vacation, and she and I became pen pals. I was like twelve, and uh, and she was like, "OMG, almost time to go back to school," and I was like, "Wait, what? No, we've got solid three weeks ahead of us." And yeah, and I was like, "What's this bullshit, mom?" And she's like, "I don't know, other states." And I'm like, "That's." Awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I don't know why I would have ever thought that everybody did the same thing, but I, I did. And they don't. Yeah. Uh, horror show. Yeah. And we went to, I think that my graduation day was on June 15th. So our last day of school would have been a couple days before that, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I remember um, school, like elementary school was 9, 9, 9 15 to 3 p.m. Middle right? school was a little bit earlier and then high school was earlier than that.
0: I've got to be honest. Hmm. I truly and I have been I've been ranting about this since I was a teenager and I don't think I'll ever stop. I do not understand why nope. high school is so early nope. for a group of children that is growing at at an insane rate for a workload, for a homework load that is larger than they have ever faced, and for extracurriculars that keep them until like dinner time as it is. Right. So you're doing your varsity sports or your forensics or your drama club until you get home for dinner. And then right. you probably spend dinner with your family. And then you have to attend to all this homework only to go to bed at like midnight if that
1: yeah no i was i was routinely up to like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and then getting Easily. up at 6 and then napping all like all during school just wherever i could find a place to curl up and nap i just slept all the time
0: right right and that was like that was with your nutritional Issues. Oh sh- sure. But, but I, had a I think it would have happened of anyway. Mitigating factors. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's insane. And like you can't even say that it's preparing them for industrialization because then why what? wouldn't you have them in school from like eight till six PM?
1: What sort of weird nineteen thirties communist thing is that to say?
0: <laughs> well, because because the entire reason that the educational system is what it is. Um, and it's very about falling in line and being obedient and um, single file lines and wait your turn. Well, all of it is to groom children to work in um, basically factories. Huh. I mean, not as children, although that's certainly not fucking unheard of. <laughs> 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 but um, but But, you know, to grow up and already have habits in place that make you feel comfortable and sane when you're in an industrialized working condition. How fascinating. Oh my god. I mean, I my senior year for sure, I do I barely slept. I routinely got like 3 or 4 hours of sleep per night if that. Oh sure. Um, and the years that came before, it was just it was dwindling more and more each year and I think I was up by like 5:30 or 5:45.
1: Oh, God. Fucking I bananas. Mean, I probably was, too, now that I think about it, because I I remember I told you I was taking the extra period, which was before school, not after school. So, oh. we had six regular periods during the day, and then you can sign up for seventh period, but that started at, like, I want to say 7.15, maybe, and then normal classes started at 8.15. 15.
0: Might have been 7 o'clock on the dot. Um, why? Because my mom wanted me to win. Oh, no, but, well, no, I mean, I guess I mean, why on earth would they make that period before school versus after? Well, Jesus if it Christ. was after school, then you couldn't do any
1: extracurriculars. So right. I remember <laughs> the worst morning class, though, was government, um, and that mm-hmm. was, I, I mean, I wish to God that any of this had ever been presented to me in a palatable way because I have such an eye for for, I would have been good at so many things that no teacher was ever like, hey, I know you really like theater, but you might want to consider this because there's money in that and there's nothing in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, uh, Yeah, when I think about economics, um, government, anything like that, we had this guy named Coach Mo. God bless. Uh, he was usually, <laughs> I think sorry. he was kind of late. He's like, a cartoon character already. <laughs> oh, you have, Yes. <laughs> Oh yes. So what? first of all, he mostly taught and he coached at Tab, which was our rival school. I think I think that was the only class he taught at our school. So he would come to our school early in the morning, teach a class at a school he didn't like, <clears throat> and then go to the school he actually liked and coach football at. <coughs> he had a little bit of a limp, um, which wasn't a big deal, but he would talk about it all the time. He would talk about how he would talk about how he got. He got blown up in Korea and they left some rice patty in his head when they put him back together.
0: Oh my. What? <laughs> so oh that's what Jesus you need to know about Christ. Coach Mo. Oh, um, Coach
1: occasionally, Mo. Occasionally. Oh, that's where my makeup brushes went. Sorry. I, I, like to <laughs> hi, I like to hide things from myself in my room. I found them. Um. Uh, occasionally he would just start talking about the um, the comic strip Prince
0: Valiant. Are you familiar with this? I ca- I barely, ta- I, yes-ish, tell me more. <laughs> I can't, I can't.
1: You can't. He would, no, he would start to recap it, and we would all be like, pew, 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 powering down. <laughs> and so I would like uh, fall asleep in my Slurpee, which I would always <laughs> sneak in in the morning. 'Cause I was self medicating with caffeine and sugar and I would just be like, Oh, here we go. All right, coach. Oh my god. <clears throat> he Prince was a nice Valiant. dude. Yeah, no, I have no idea what happened, but <laughs> something happened because in the middle of the year suddenly had we had Miss Stoutinger instead.
0: Oh you know what? Prince Valiant was one of those dumb cartoons that looked very much like I yes. don't know. 1940s illustrations. Yes, it, it was not. Uh, it was not a cartoon that would uh, uh, a comic appeal to would a ever child. Appeal to a child. Right. 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 right.
1: Yes. No. Got it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my dad had piles and piles of comics that were drawn in that style, and I always I looked at them, and I was I was like, I don't know. I felt weirdly like offended by them. Yes. And I don't care yes. tell you why. But I, can. I was like. <laughs> Oh, great.
0: I can. Because this is not what the comic aesthetic is. The whole promise and premise of comics is that they are a little bit silly, a little bit funny, a little bit of an abstract, askew view of the world that we live in. And that is specifically not any of those things. So don't make it a comic. Make it a fucking nonfiction history book. Well, (laughs) I mean, at the time, I don't think anybody was using the term graphic
1: novel at all. So it, that is thank God right. there's a there's a place for all of that right now. But yeah, no, I was like uh it, graphic you would novels turn it, are way
0: better than Prince Valiant.
1: It looked a little scary too. You would be like, yes. Here's Scarfield and Family Circus and you turn the page and it's Prince Valiant with his like he looked like the drawings in He Man, but he was always cutting off somebody's head or something. I don't eh,
0: know. Give me Ziggy. Eh <laughs> Ziggy. <laughs> Oh Ziggy, uh, I'm still um, waiting for the far side to come back.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: uh, those coffee uh, table books
1: were the shit. They were good. They were good. real good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, classes like I, we would we would you would have to go. I think you had to go and sign up for things. Like I, I think that either we had to go or my mom went. Possibly could call in, but you there was no computer bullshit. When we were no, no, of course signing no. up for mm-hmm. classes, um, and I do remember occasionally not getting the classes that I really wanted and/or mm-hmm. needed. And I was—I remember as a kid being like, "Whose stupid idea was this?" Like, I don't. <laughs> what do you well, mean? You this couldn't is... get oh. ones you needed. Oh. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, that's where those seventh period things came in. Right. Maybe I only had seventh period those two years. I might have taken gym class enough... like a two gym classes seventh period, but. Um, anyway, I never learned anything until about 11 a.m., which was probably about a half hour before lunch, if I remember how things shook out stupid. There were two different lunch periods at our school, too, and if you got the early lunch, it was just like, well, why bother? Like, oh, yeah, it's basically brunch. I'm still drinking coffee. Yeah. Yes. If it was treated like brunch, that would have been rad. What if you could have just gone and gotten some friggin' French
0: toast and melon? That would have been nice. That would have been fine. I don't think I ever got put in the early lunch cuz no that was that was that never appealed to me
1: and then oh my god what if your friends weren't in the same lunch block as you the oh worst. that was the worst the that was probably, worst that was probably when i stopped eating lunch in the lunchroom
0: i so. want my brain to remember so much more than it does i know i kind of uh i kind of want to do this just mass conglomerate of like Aggregating people who were in the same place at the same time. Mm. And not doing it as like a game of telephone, like how do you remember this? But rather, where does your memory fill in where mine lapses? Yes.
1: Uh-huh. For sure. Yeah, because that's my, we all
0: remember different things.
1: Yeah. That's my main reason. Like if I was ever gonna go to a reunion again. We there's so many things for that friend group that I, I, I wanna be like, did that did that was that on John's dock or mm-hmm. Where did that happen exactly? <laughs>
0: mm. I want to do that so badly. Uh,
1: I think that we should start a crowdfunding campaign so that you and I can go under hypnosis. Fuck <laughs> yes!
0: Hey guys, we have a Patreon.
1: <laughs> I know. I know somebody. Uh, Magic Max does hypnosis. He and I have talked about it a couple times.
0: Is he the He's... guy who lives next door?
1: No, no, no. I know many magicians. <laughs> Focus pokers. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break to talk about this real quick. So by okay. the time this comes out, this will have already happened, but I was planning on the fact that David Blaine is going to float across the Hudson River with a bunch of helium balloons like like the house and up or some dumb <laughs> David Blaine bullshit. I was having a conversation with my friend Gerald. I don't know if you listen, baby, but hello. Um, <clears throat> and we were talking about... I, I said, I don't think that... <laughs> I don't, I'll say this nicely. I don't think that David Blaine has ever brought a woman to orgasm. That's what I said. <laughs> and, and we started talking about how, like, there absolutely have to be people who are, like, sex groupies for magicians, just like there are, like, oh. for any other group. There's always somebody who's into those people just because of what they do. Oh, especially
0: like, magic. Magic is very sexual and also has a real weird fan base. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. See also puppetry.
1: Um, Fair. (laughs) Weirdly sexual oddball fan base. I mean, you can't stick your hand up that many things without it getting weird. But um, so the term for somebody who follows around comics and tries to like bang stand up comedians is chuckle fucker. Uh, And I wondered if there was something like that for magicians. Um, and and Gerald came up with both press the digibator and um, hocus poker. And friends, if you guys have any other additions to this list, um, please
0: leave us a voicemail.
1: Boy, howdy, did that make me laugh and laugh and laugh!
0: Oh my god, it was the I'm fucking not craft- greatest. Listen,
1: magicians deserve get- to get laid just like everybody else. For I'm sure. not saying that you shouldn't have sex with a magician. It's just a funny.
0: Don't have sex with David, David Blaine. Please don't, don't have don't sex, sex with David Blaine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we were like, does he do the levitation stuff in bed? <laughs> that was <a> text <laughs> she game. she likes to sleep above the sheets. <laughs> um where were we? Uh ooh, who knows? Who goes? <laughs> uh, tell me a story about your a class that you took that you really liked. I mean, Um, you've already... I I could hear more about the um, agriculture class forever, but...
0: You could. (laughs)
1: It it doesn't have to go there.
0: Oh, God. I fucking loved animal science class. I really (laughs) did. I fucking loved... I ended up loving that class so much. Uh, I will revisit very briefly because it's been a little while. Um, Sure. So I... My junior year of high school, I wanted to take a... I was already taking chem... And I was taking chem with the best chem teacher that we had. He oh, was Oh, I had a really good chem teacher too. Oh, I loved this man. He was a mad scientist. He was uh, he was such a misanthropic madman and he loved his honors students. Oh, and, I love that. Right? I mean, like he he really did. And he was willing to let things get kind of dangerous in the chem room, which we were all super into. Um learned later that he was taking nips out of the bottles in the chem closet. Yeah. I mean, who among us? But right, right. I mean, like <laughs> it comes from somewhere. He ain't fun for no reason. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> No teacher likes their job that much. <laughs> I was already taking Chem with him and loved the shit out of him. I took two different chem classes, uh probably I don't know, chem one and two, whatever they were. And we had a we had a class in our in our rubrics called Animal Science, and I presumed that it was zoology. And at this point, like I don't know, my heart knew I wanted to be a performer, but I had gotten so little validation about that, even being an option, that I already had my contingency plans in place. And and the the fun thing to want to do was to be, uh, I don't know, a fucking marine biologist or a veterinarian. (laughs)
1: Which was absolutely my backup plan.
0: And I was like, all right, well, here's a good place to start if I'm going to end up doing a major that aligns with that. And I enrolled in this class called Animal Science. And my first day of class, I could not find the room for like 10 solid minutes after the (laughs) bell rang. And I'm in these halls and I just don't know where the fuck I'm going. It was a, I mean, the school was a, it was, it was a, it was a square (laughs) Yeah, It was a square with a courtyard in the middle, and it was two floors, but I learned that day that it was, in fact, three floors. (laughs) Oh my god, it was like (laughs) Professor Trelawney's room. Yes! Yes! I mean, I knew there was basement on one side, but because the basement wasn't all connected in the square, I thought it was just... You know the the choir and band were relegated to the uh, bomb shelter, which is oh. exactly what it was. So it was it was the basement. It wasn't the attic. Okay, so it was potion. No, it wasn't. It. it wasn't the attic. It was it was in the basement. But I didn't know that the basement continued on the other side. And mm. so eventually, someone directs me to the other basement, which is where all of the like, all of the the trade people. Were so this is this is where the entrance to auto shop was the entrance to woodworking and apparently the entrance to the fucking barn where I would spend the next four months, um, and in there it was just all of my classes were either with the fellow music and theater kids or with all the like smart honors kids in my grade who went on to become doctors and lawyers, mm-hmm. who are mostly the people that I saw at my reunion and mostly the people that I am still friends with. Um, and and I really didn't have a whole lot of exposure to the kids that were in, in all of the other nooks and crannies of the school. But this class was the most... It was like a fucking focus group. <laughs> <laughs> this class had farmers and all-star athletes. This class has everything. It did. It was uh, it was truly. It had um it had like youth group leaders and it got one of its first theater kids because I found myself in this total bizarro <laughs> land. And honestly, I think I was going to leave because It turned out to be an agriculture class where I was learning animal husbandry, but it was just so charming. Can we just, like, pitch in and find a new name for that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right? My God. It can't be called
1: animal husbandry anymore.
0: So, yeah. So, I ended up staying in this class, and it became, honestly, one of my favorite things to do because I would bring stories from the most bizarre place in the school back to all of my friends. (laughs) Ha ha. And this was the most fodder for joy that I got for a solid semester, which was delightful. One really weird thing that I got to do, and I'm not entirely sure. Um, I, I recently saw one of my best friends who um, who graduated with me and was in most of my classes with me, and he apparently remembered the the um, the class. Numbers like who was number one in the class, and two, and three, and so on, and so forth. I honestly can't recall what I was. Um, I want to say I was probably top 20 or 25. Mm. Uh, but as he was going through, um, I I was. I was sort of just, I was selected for a lot of things for the class, and I'm not necessarily sure why, because I wasn't, like, top ten, for sure. Sure. I did not beat the shit out of myself in order to get constantly stellar grades. I had very good grades. Yeah, Um, no, that was
1: the same way. I was the same way. I could have, honestly, I, like, I didn't, I could have just used a little bit of guidance and, um... I mean medication, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> someone yes. to tell me how to do homework. That sounds sure. stupid. But like, I had no study good study habits or any. I had no plan of attack
0: for literally fucking anything,
1: and yeah. Marsha was not a help in that arena.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I didn't dream of going to. Ivy League, I dreamt of going to Juilliard. So Yeah, so did I. I was smart and I performed very well and I usually got A's, but it wasn't something that I felt like I need to get this in order to go to Oh, same here. Yeah, I wasn't wrapped yeah, up in that. Not at all. Um and I felt that like my been. energies were more preparational and spent elsewhere. So if it came between me super studying for a test or me learning my lines, Mm -hmm. I was going to learn my lines, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. And fast forward and here we are and my choices, my choices, (laughs) either way (laughs) the world is over. So um, (laughs) anyway, um, despite (laughs) not being in like the top five or 10 of my class, I was chosen regularly for weird things that, um, would, like, change the direction of the school. So a big thing that we got into, I think, during my sophomore year, was that our school was planning on going to block scheduling. Mm -hmm. Alternate days and extra long periods, which I get, I don't know, half of high school was eight periods, and half of high school, I think, was four, um, with every other day. But, um... I ended up liking it, but I was part of the small group of kids that they selected to go try it out at a neighboring high school and see if we should institute it. Oh. Wait, so you
1: had to go to a different high school? Was it a choice or did you have to?
0: I mean, I think it was probably a choice, but it was like... Hey, Jen Ponton, we think your voice would be valuable here. You want to go spend a day at another school and see if we do this thing? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, just
1: one day. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. No, no, no. no, no. I, was, <laughs> I got very panicky for you
0: for a oh, second. Oh, no, no, no. No, it was basically a field trip. And oh. it was a field trip where I could meet well, other yes. boys. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yes, yes, win, win, win. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> hilarious.
0: So, so uh. Me and a couple of kids from a grade above and a couple of kids from mine, probably some, maybe some younger, but I was only a sophomore. No, it was probably just my grade and the grade above who would be seniors the following year. Um, We were sent on a bus to a high school in Pennsylvania because those are the high schools that were closest to us. uh basically I grew up literally on the Delaware River. So um we went to a high school in Pennsylvania that was already block scheduling, and we got to spend the day in their school and watching how these classes worked, and um and there were so many boys. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> that was really that was truly my only takeaway. Like I have a journal entry from Oh this my god. Day. <laughs> Everybody's just trying to get some strange. <laughs> there were so many boys, but also I was super jealous because our high school was, um, this gorgeous old historic building where all of the money went to football and none of it went to art, but we still had this beautiful old historic building and we were in a brand new build high school with huge, Oh man, huge, um accommodations for theater and for uh, and for yeah. band and for visual arts. And I was like, what is this shit? Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Anytime I ever went to for, for forensics or anything, anytime I ever went to a different school mm. and it was newer, I was like, I'm sorry, is anyone else seeing this? Are you guys seeing this? Because I yes. feel like we should take note because our shit
0: sucks. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And to see it in action, right? Because forensics meets were on weekends. so Oh, sure, there were no classes. It was just you and the forensicators, and you could appreciate and envy their stop, accommodations. Stop, stop. Is that what you call people who do forensics?
1: Is that what it is? Yeah. I love it.
0: Have I never said that? Forensicators. I don't remember hearing
1: forensicators before. <laughs>
0: because it sounds like fornicators, and I feel sure like I've lost
1: it, and I like it.
0: Fornicators and master debaters. Prestige debaters. <laughs>
1: Prestige debaters. <laughs>
0: so um yeah i mean when you went to forensics meets all of the classrooms were closed and there were probably parts that you couldn't you know you couldn't couldn't trespass necessarily but um (laughs) we got to see this school in action and it was so much of the what the actual fuck especially because it was in pensy and right kinda, you know as much as we knew we were country bumpkins we we Kind of assumed that Pencey was even more so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At and least like, we're not them. And right. then they're like, oh, oops. oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck your tax bracket, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yep. it's
1: kind of horrifying to me. This is a sidebar, but that um, how do we? It's 2020, which I'm reminded of all the time. And we haven't figured out a way to make sure that all of our kids get educated equally. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, of course. I used to have this fight with Don um, because he really likes NASA and space exploration and stuff. And I was like, there's people uh, on this planet who can't eat. They they don't have money to eat and don't live inside. Like, who are we that we are like, oh, must stand on the shoulders of giants and spend all this money on this other thing that really, in the end, is kind of a pipe dream.
0: Sure. Cause how much um, can we really do with that in our lifetimes? And like mm-hmm. I get it, and it's very cool. But I at the end of the day, I am a believer in like clean up your side of the lawn before you attend to, to the others. Yes, and the money that we've spent on wars
1: that aren't ours, which I, I now understand sure. all of that, but I remember as a child in in Coach Mo's government class.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa! whoa. Hang on, Link, hang on. Ink. Coach Mo taught government? Yes. Wait. What did you think he did? I thought he was just a coach for seventh
1: period gym. Oh no! I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. My my gym teacher was a lady. No, he was my government teacher. (laughs) (laughs) So the fact that he would be like teaching. Finally, we were like, I'm going to learn about Nixon. Because we never got to Nixon, I don't know why we never got to Nixon, and and he died. <laughs> Did it have stop- something to do with Korea? <laughs> no, 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 don't just <laughs> him. Like historically, through all of my education, we never got past the fifties.
0: Oh, when, when weird. it was like
1: history, American history stuff. I never learned anything contemporary at all, ever.
0: I have a fun story for that,
1: um, but the wait—the term "laissez faire." He yes. when he was talking about that, and that is um, loosely. Staying the fuck out of other people's business. I was like, oh, why don't we do that? Why don't we take all of our money and make our country as good as we can and make sure the people here can eat and can learn things in school? Um, I understand. I get it. Kind of. Sure. But but how come we want to go help everybody else in the world and yet we're so scared of the word socialist? (laughs) Yes. Like, if what we're doing is humanitarian for other parts of the world, why can't
0: we be humanitarian here? Yes, and yep. I know that that's a hard thing for a lot of people to contend with. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to ignore injustice and horrible things wherever they're occurring. But I also think about it makes me think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Ooh, I love. I could talk about this shit all day. Go on. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, and isn't it isn't it appropriate right. that if you don't have if we think of the U.S. as an individual, right? Yep. Versus. Um, A collective, yeah, or versus a monolith. If we think about the U.S. as an individual, and the U.S. is not getting its baseline foundation down at all, how the hell? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Right? Can we get men? Yes, (laughs) you're never going to self
1: actualize if you're stuck thinking about where you're going to take a shower.
0: And then we end up in 2020 telling everybody how to be ethical when we've got this fucking garbage nightmare going on. Right, yep. So we need to attend to our bullshit in a very accountable way that is not just the constant, like, lullabies and grandiose stories of how ethical and brilliant and brave and caring America is. Because... It's garbage.
1: I think not only should we have, uh, a, um, I think that group therapy should be part of public education, which, come at me, bros. Um, I, think, I think that the fact that we are not taught how to A, do our taxes and apply for a oh. job, right? Absolutely. That's crazy fucked. That's crazy fucked. Uh-huh uh we're not taught how to do our t- I was taught how to write a check in second grade cool oh
0: my god
1: and balance my checkbook right so uh we're not taught those things we are not taught compassion in any way or even human social relations mm-hmm. and we are well aware that that problems aren't getting more less complicated for for mm-hmm. school age children mm-hmm. um why? It can't just be one guidance counselor. It can't just be like there's a right. therapist on duty because then if you're going that therapist and everybody knows about it then you're the there's a stigma attached to it, which there shouldn't be, but if everybody has to go through it and group therapy, you have to relate to each other. Like, mm-hmm. you have to admit things and you have to support each other. And there's no... Oh, interesting. There's no institutionalized um program to to make people compassionate or to even help some people don't even know what that is if you haven't yeah. been raised around it you have no um frame of reference
0: right there's no real concept yeah 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 anyway that's ta-da put Wait, me in charge me... of the world yes and to continue con- to continue a little bit i just i don't know we <clears throat> um i saw a post the other day from uh from an individual that i follow um who uh, whose opinion and life experience I think is quite illuminating, and her Instagram handle is sassy latte, um, <laughs> with a with a uh, with an underscore in between sassy underscore latte, and sassy um, is a black queer femme who who posts a lot of very thought provoking. Um, Content, especially in regards to the racially wrought time that we're in right now. And Sassy uh, made a post the other day talking about um, specifically how white women are not truly oppressed. We're uncomfortable. Sure. And so much of that is because, like, who's oppressing us? White men? Because we're the ones keeping them in power right so we are complicit in what we perceive as oppression
1: Uh, and I I think
0: that's big picture right if we're talking small picture it's it's different person to person obviously there are white women who live in very oppressive conditions families marriages neighborhoods all of that Mm -hmm. but um but yeah Like, on a grand scale, we are complicit in our oppression because we uphold patriarchy. We vote men like this into power. We encourage and support them, right? Well, what she also said was, like, there are ways in which white women hold power that shape society. White women make up most nurses, teachers, guidance counselors, therapists, and all of, all of these professions that shape and um yeah. choose choose whom to uplift when it comes to young people. Wow. And how a white woman's how a white woman's perspective and biases and prejudices in a helping career like that mm. keep, you know, systemically keep down children who are black or children who are brown or children who are queer, you know, continuing to perpetuate the same bullshit we've been in. And so your your thought of if group therapy were actually mandated, that is another way to help shake up not only who is leading these sessions, because Mm -hmm. there's more demand for it, so it can't just be the seven white women out there but also when there is this group accountability and so there's a there's a there is a force behind the attendees understanding each other and supporting Mm. each other and being there for each other and um I thought that was an excellent point that I had not uh, really considered before. I mean, I definitely have thought about um, white women being almost exclusively the teachers that I've had in my life. I've had like one, maybe two black teachers, and they were in college. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not have any black teachers through elementary school or high school at uh, all. I had a bunch. Really? Wow. Yeah.
1: That's incredible. I mean, It's very rare experience, as I not, understand. Yeah, not most... Notably, Mrs. Goins, who is my middle school choir teacher. Wow. And uh, Shaheem Abrams, who I have talked about before, who was so... We were all like, oh my. Um, he, first of all, super hot. It was the first time I'd ever noticed a teacher's butt. I was like, oh.
0: Oh, interesting. I mean, granted, it was like
1: right around like fourteen, fifteen, but like... Um, I think his name was Pe- Danny Peters. He, the teacher that I told you I uh, had identified and had named after him a, a species of lizard. He hit the road and started teaching specialty classes for the <laughs> smarter kids. Danny Peters was like, oh, fuck you guys. I I discovered a, a lizard. I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know where Shaheem Abrams came in, but he there was like an interesting romanticism about him. And part of it was because he was from... Um, South Africa. So if you think about um, Trevor Noah still has a little bit of a South African accent, but if you go back to his original, his earlier stand-up, like, that he was like a sh- a shorter, uh, shorter Trevor Noah with like a <laughs> r- real juicy butt. Um, and he was just really like he was all about making biology fun in a way that Danny Peters was lovely, but he wasn't He was over it. (laughs) He was was not Ben Stein, but he wasn't not Ben Stein. Um, He was very Ben Stein, actually. Uh, And, um, no, he was lovely. Uh, Mr. Fields. Yeah, I I had at least eight black
0: teachers, and one of them was... Wow! Two of them were men. That is astounding. And I wonder if that's being in Virginia. I mean, almost certainly... The reason my experience was so whitewashed was because I was truly in the middle of like Wonder Bread country, but. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, yes,
1: where I lived was not, was, was pretty white, but it wasn't exclusively white. For right. Sure.
0: Right. That's fascinating. Um, uh, <laughs> mildly, mildly related, uh, when you talked about when you talked about how you never got past like the 50s in history classes yeah how i <laughs> so i had a we had a wonderful teacher join and i knew her more personally because she became the assistant coach for the forensics team and she was so young she was like 23 she was a baby so she was fresh out of college she had just graduated and she became the assistant coach for forensics and she was really sweet and we all liked her and I ended up taking history with her and you know she's a new teacher she's ready to go she's excited and oh god she... <laughs> her conceit for our history class which I think was like U.S. history too so I think it was I don't know like the Maybe World War Two and Beyond. Man, so I really had...
1: I wanted to come with a good sequel name, but it was too fast. It happened the
0: fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we had to take like US One initially, which was probably like Revolution through World War Two, and then we had to take um, US Two, which was more World War Two through like I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, the whole thing that she wanted to do with us was she wanted us to to be able to say we knew every single historical reference from We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, I had a friend that had to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually pretty good. It was so good. It was so cute. And like, okay, if I had to cast her as anyone, I would have cast her as Ellie Kemper. Oh, yes. And so, like, day one of class, she shows up, and she puts a tape in, and she's like, okay, listen to all of these. And, you know, we're all like, oh, Billy Joel in class. (laughs) But she was like, I have a syllabus that's going to take you through every single thing in this. But, of course, you're dealing with fucking 16-year-old boys who are all just, like, Horrible, L- losing their minds over her because she's so young. Oh, and she's pretty, ooh, but she's very young. Uh-huh. And uh, and you know, I liked her. I thought we were we got along like gangbusters. Anyway, by the end of the semester, I was basically raising my hand like every two minutes. Like, what about this one? What about that? How about this? And I just had like a whole list of things that come near the end of the song that are all like weird eighties references. Oh,
1: nice. nice.
0: <laughs> But, yeah, that was one of my most vivid memories. Um, Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I also, I took a history class with everybody's favorite history teacher ever, ever, ever. He was, my forensics coach was also a history teacher, but I knew she was really, really, really hard. And I kind of didn't want to know her. I didn't want to work with her as a teacher. I just wanted her to be my forensics yep, coach. I understand that. You know? Yep. And so I was like, uh-uh, there ain't no way you're going to be disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, you should take history too with oh me. God, and I'm like, very hmm, absolutely the fuck not.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> no. great. Nope. <laughs> good but fences make good neighbors. <laughs> a thousand
0: percent. So I ended up taking history one with everybody's favorite teacher. And he looked like... He looked like Statler and Waldorf combined. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what a history teacher should look like. And his name was Mr. Munley. And he lived locally, so I friends of mine had him as their neighbor. And he was brilliant and great and a little bit grumpy. Although everyone that I knew fucking adored him. Nice. He had been beloved for forever and ever and ever. So I was like, yay, I'm taking Munley's class. And I ended up in it. But my so- it was my sophomore year, and my sophomore year was the most challenging when it came to... Um, To just integrating my schedule, integrating Mm. my schoolwork along Uh with my extra. It was just, uh, it was a difficult year. The most difficult of my four years. And he was so consistently disappointed in me. Oh no. And he would write shit on my papers like, I know you are capable of more than this. Lori Johnson talks about you all the time. (laughs) what are you doing and i'm like forensics dude come on <laughs> and like oh he would even he would judge for forensics for us sometimes he would like oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. conflict of interest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know so i was like oh man the one chance i had to and then he retired very soon after and has been in like i don't know Myrtle beach for a year or Fuck Florida, yeah maybe. go ahead like, buddy live in his big man life but yeah, I took like the best history class you could take and I botched it so hard. No. I might have, I'm, I didn't get a D. I might have only gotten a C in that class. Mm. Very much not my capabilities at all, but I was just, just inundated. Yeah, and that understand. year, I fucking, I didn't fail geometry. I got a D in geometry. Oh,
1: geometry was the first thing I ever got a D in, too. It sucked. I had never,
0: ever, ever, like, even C's oh. made me very upset.
1: No, that's actually not true. Geometry I could do. It was pre-algebra. That's what I got a D in. There geometry, you go. Geometry I was okay
0: with because it was shapes. I was so bad with it. I was so bad because they were like, artistic minds should be good at this because there's so many ways to solve a problem. And I was like, cool, Ugh. fun, great. And I was like, how about this way? And she's like, eh, wrong. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. hang on a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that how about sounds this like some bullshit. Is what you solved the problem like. and I supervise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Does not need another m- number uh, six. Wow. None of that. I couldn't it. The world doesn't need another it. number cruncher is what I was trying to say, but it came no. out <laughs> almost cockney. The world doesn't need another mumbo cruncher.
0: Would it surprise you that I found absolutely nothing wrong with that? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. I um yes I ha- I I had a devil of a time and I also internalized it because everyone was like and I was always good with algebra Al- algebra made sense to me I wasn't a math whiz but I was very good at it I got at the very least Bs I think I usually got As in math but um but everyone you know the 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 uh, the wisdom behind it was that if you are an artistic type geometry will become will come more easily to you hmm. and i was so excited and then i failed oh, it no. miserably and i'm like oh my god am i not an artist oh, like baby. it made me question fucking everything
1: oh that kind of shit again people don't understand how teachers don't understand how much weight things like that can put on oh their, like I don't I don't know why anyone would make generalizations like that. If even if you were like, I think you might like this better because I th- I feel like maybe this will appeal to a different part of your brain. If yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that's like yes. not setting you up for anything and then right. you're like, actually it doesn't and they're like, okay, fine. But now it's not like your brain's not creative because you didn't yeah, like it. Right
0: oh my god but do you want to know do you want to know something that was very fucking validating yes please so this story is a batshit cuckoo bananas nice. um by my senior year my forensics coach had um she took a job at a different school for my senior year it was actually it fucked me up royally but it was my senior year and so i was mostly otherwise occupied uh, a lot of shit happened my senior year. Fucking 9-11 happened. I was oh, doing more wow. theater than anything else. I was focusing on what college was gonna be.
1: I legitimately um, thought you were gonna say I was doing morphine. That's what it sounded <laughs> like you were gonna say. There was 9-11 was my senior year. I started doing morphine. It oh, was shit. really rough.
0: <laughs> no, more theater. I was like directing theater too, so you know, I had I had more on my plate. But it was uh, it was quite it was gutting. Um because our team had been so big and strong and obviously the biggest element of my life mm-hmm. up to that point. And she took a job teaching at a different school. And all of a sudden, we we didn't have a team anymore. Um, in oh, fact, no,
1: that's terrible.
0: It was awful. And I was the president. Like, oh, we, no. we did have a team, but it, it was nothing. It was me and my best friend's brother. And like, one more person maybe, and we ended up registering, like, on our own, by ourselves. My best friend's dad assembled us and took us in the van and, like, was the chaperone. It was kind of crazy. Kind of wow. crazy. Anyway, I, so I was really going alone, going it alone, and I chose, I, I shook things up my senior year, especially because we weren't competing as much, and I decided to do prose. Which means, for you non-forensicators out there, a reading of a narrative piece directly from a little binder. So there's a lot of, um, you don't have to memorize it, but it's a lot of the art of looking down, crossed with eye contact with your audience. And it's, of course, the art of reading a narrative story as opposed to performing a dialogue Mm -hmm. piece. Right. Right. Uh, Or first-person theatrical piece. So I chose, from my AP Lit class, because I was so enamored of it, I chose the early feminist work, The Yellow Wallpaper, by Charlotte (gasps) Perkins Gilman. Ah! I love that. It's so good. Um, It's so good in both its allegory and, and in the way that it's framed. Because the allegory is that this woman... Is basically being taken to a seaside home to deal with hysteria. Speaking of what we've uh uh-huh. recently talked about. She's taken to the seaside home to deal to be to be treated for her hysteria. She's sent to um convalesce in a bedroom upstairs, and she becomes fixated on the wallpaper, the yellow wallpaper that's sort of I always imagined like a tall pattern. Mm. Um That is this woman sort of peeking through bushes. And the allegory is of a woman reclaiming her power from a shitty patriarchal society that makes women seem hysterical and from the prison that her husband has essentially kept her in. But... The surface story is also fucking delightful, which is that this, which is a potentially supernatural story. Is it something creepy happening or is this woman going insane? Woof, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I liked all the levels of it. And I was like, let me play this as a horror story. Yes. (laughs) So I cut it to be within the 10 minute window and I performed it. And it never did super well, but I liked doing it. And. When I first, I you know, I told I told my lit teacher that I was in that I was going to be taking it on, and she was flattered, <clears throat> and she was close with my forensics coach. You know, they were all they were all friends together. Sure, all of the teachers that that were my people, basically. Yeah. And she was like, "Oh, you should come, you should come in after classes are done and come perform it for me. I would love to see what you're doing with it." And so I did it for her. And I and I did it as though anyone would think this woman was going completely mad, which is, you know, the allegorical part of it. But also, she's quite convinced that something really um, sinister is happening. Sure. And I was proud of that piece. And I performed it for her. And she was like, wow, that was incredible. And that night, I get an email from a girl whose mom is another lit teacher. Okay. And she was like, hey... Just a heads up, um, when Mrs. Brown saw you do that thing, she was really concerned and she talked to my mom. <gasps> and she's going to make what we called sharp referrals. Uh-uh. uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I don't recall what sharp stood for, but it was for students who were deemed at risk. Yeah. Whether it was, like, whether you thought that they were self-harming or whether they were into um, drugs or if they were having suicidal ideations or if you felt like there was something really wrong with them, uh, if they were dealing with mental illness, Uh Sharp was about all of that. Okay. And I, I was at first shocked and, like, what the fuck Mrs. Brown you know like you know I'm just a big weirdo and that this is what I want to do with my life and that I'm going to be a theater major like what the shit Uh, and then I was validated that's amazing
1: you were like oh thank you I'm reminded of Pepe the King Prawn when he was talking to Craig Ferguson (laughs) it is called
0: acting Craig (laughs) I love Pepe he's the best it is acting, okay. <laughs> uh, so wait, what happened? I do not recall having to go in, but I but it we had to see guidance counselors for our college prep. So it may have come up with my guidance counselor, and I might have been like, uh the It's called acting. Like, Uh, (laughs) I'm not losing my mind, and I'm not going to murder everyone. Right. So.
1: (laughs) Well, good thing you didn't, because they didn't actually do anything about it, so. I
0: know, right? It might have been the kind of thing where, like, she had put it forth, and maybe they had talked, and they were like, no, this is a student who clearly shows regular competence, enthusiasm, joy. Social sure. skills. Like I'm I'm sure they looked at other information to see if a meeting would be or if reaching out to parents would be a good idea. Right. And I'm sure the idea that I was doing a theatrical piece that was supposed to be, you know, yeah. Cuckoo I... bananas was <laughs> Wow. All right. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? And like to this day, I don't know how serious it was. It could have even been that the girl who was young, she was like 13, heard her mom on the phone and they were joking, right? Like, oh, "Oh, Jackie, that's so crazy. If she were anyone else, you'd give her a sharp referral, blah, 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 you know? uh Like it could have even been that because I still know this woman. I see her, not frequently, but once in a, like I saw her, I saw her around the new year this past year for, uh, I went to go back and judge, um, student directed one acts, but I I saw her and every time I, every time I see her, which is like once every 10 years, I kind of think about being, (laughs) saying, Hey, so (laughs) what actually happened with that? But I was terrified of her 20 years ago and I'm still terrified of her now. That's fair. That's, that, that runs really deep. She is an intimidating human being very intimidating
1: <laughs> man yeah I uh, I mean I, I keep thinking about what you were talking about before about like the grades that you got and how hard you chose to work like I, uh, I I stopped doing homework I'm gonna say the beginning of my junior year like at home I would do I would do my homework in other classes and I would scramble and I would like mm. slap things together and because I kept getting away with it, I never, I did, I did as little work as possible. And like, I think part of it was because I just never, when I did put my heart and soul into things, I felt like people just got used to it. And then yep. when I didn't come up through, then they were disappointed in me. And I was like, that's yep. not what I want. I want anytime I do something special for someone to be like, that's so special. Um, for sure. I would ruin that for myself over and over again with English, like whatever the English, the first English assignment, I would, oh, man. I would put my whole Self in and shake it all about, and um,
0: and then ruin my own curve for the rest of the year. So you really truly know my feelings when I read those writings from my like second and third grade, and not the only grade on it is okay. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, okay, all right. Yes, you definitely completed the assignment. Good job. Fuck. They, um, my mom, this is not high school at all. My mom just came over a couple days ago to distance with me, and she brought over a big box of goodies, which are mostly things that I made, crafts I made, <gasps> um, as a child. Fun. From, like, from, like, three up to, I don't know, 12 or 13. Nice. And... One of them is the stapled packet of papers that appears to be a kindergarten assessment. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So the the front uh, I must have been only 4 or 5 doing this, but the front has me writing my name, which is questionable, mm. and I kind of leaned on Jenny when I was little because I think my parents called me Jenny as a little kid. Okay. Um, I sort of like went by Jenny until they put me in in first grade and then nobody did it. And I was like, well, I guess that's done. (laughs) But um, it has – so it says my name – In my handwriting. And then it has a picture of me that – it has a self-portrait. And I have drawn – I sort of look like Humpty Dumpty. It's a big egg circle, and there are big arms on the side. And it's, you know, a smiling face and some, like, short Ramona hair. (laughs) And I seem to be jumping rope. Okay. And if you turn it over, there is a different picture – and it, uh, it's like, you can see a stick figure in the background, and then it kind of meanders. And the teacher's handwriting on the bottom says, redirected. Oh. <laughs> so it started essentially a, um, an assessment that they gave to a child. Okay. So drawing yourself was part of it. Writing your name was part of it. Uh drawing and emulating shapes was part of it. And where did it go? And so yes, yeah, so, like I started to draw something strange and, and she wrote redirected on the bottom and then I draw I drew that like egg picture. Okay, so the end of her assessment, and this is how I figured out what must have happened, it says Jennifer has a great imagination. She enjoys playing in small groups or will entertain herself. However, She has trouble following directions, such as sit in your seat, draw a picture of yourself. (laughs) Don't you tell me what to do. She also has trouble, quote unquote, sharing her space. Mm. (laughs) I. Because you're a queen. Lost. My fucking mind when I read all that, because literally nothing has changed to to the end. My freshman year science class, uh, my freshman year science class, I had a really great teacher. I liked him a lot. He looked like Al from, uh, Home Improvement. Nice. And I always thought of him that way. He was, uh, sort of, you know, like a, he was a husky guy, always wore flannel, was cute, had a nice little beard, and, um he was yeah he was great and the first day the assignment was one of those obnoxious like see how well you can pay attention to directions things nope i hate that shit don't hate trick me hate that shit hate that shit so it's you know this forever xerox piece oh. of paper that's probably from like 1987 I hate that, that shit. it says at the top like Like, first direction is you must read this top to bottom before you do anything. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to give you a bunch of different crazy directions. And then near the bottom, it's like, if you have finished this, do nothing and sit quietly with your pencil or some shit. And, of course, I was the kid who was off to the races. (laughs) Because... Following directions? I'm excited to do shit. Right. It's my first day of high school. The fuck do you mean you don't want me to
1: do anything? Uh, uh, I remember that for the, when that somebody gave that to me, I completely I felt hoodwinked. I felt tricked oh. for someone else's entertainment, and I was so angry so about
0: it. Oh, tricked, so tricked, so betrayed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. rude. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm sorry. Look. You want to talk about grooming children for industrialization? Shit. You're not trying to encourage the doers. <laughs> right. You're trying to encourage the passive worker bees. Yep. worker bees. Exactly. As opposed to the people who want to get started, who want to build, who want to ignite. Hey,
1: and entrepreneurial. That is
0: entrepreneurial types. <laughs> Such as ourselves. <laughs> um, this has been delightful you got recommendations oh yes
1: i do uh i'm very very excited about this and this is actually a recommendation passed on from my favorite murder um uh, there is a podcast called this is actually happening Uh, and it's it says the uncanny extraordinary true stories of events that have dramatically altered the lives of ordinary people um a son is shot by his own father a woman's sister develops multiple personalities a man wakes up in the morgue uh, and what it is is it's sort of like the story core stories I don't know if you've listened to any of those but it's not someone mm-hmm. is interviewing them and giving them prompts but there is Ooh. nothing from beginning to end that is uh, occasionally the interviewer will put like a they'll ask like a, they'll put you'll hear them like maybe laugh or something but it's supposed to be the, just the person's voice Beginning to end. Um, And so the first one I listened to is the most recent one, What If You Were Assaulted by a Stranger in the Dark. And then the one I'm listening to right now is What If Someone You Love Committed a Monstrous Crime. (gasps) And that one.
0: Woo! It's called This Is Actually Happening. Yes. Oh, I'm real excited. Oh, my Uh, God. I'm very excited. Yes. Um, They're so
1: good. And they're different lengths depending on how the story shakes out. But um, yeah, yeah
0: perfection i have an exciting product for y'all especially like uh okay so guys if you are a person who likes bras on your body oh whatever whatever your body is made up of if you are a person who likes bras on it my friend sarah Chuea brought me to this brand that i am fucking in love with. I literally my order arrived this morning. Ooh. This morning. Um now that we are indoors, um I'm tired of my underwires and for me, bralettes are not enough. For me, yeah. bralettes uh, rarely come in sizes that are helpful <laughs> at right. all, but I love the idea of having no wires and just being comfy all day. Right. So, my friend Sarah Uh, brought my attention to a brand called Evelyn and Bobby. Bobby is spelled with an I-E. Evelyn and Bobby. And they are female founded and they are specifically a super duper comfy stretch bra bralette underwear company. I can't even get over how soft everything is. How supportive everything is. And for reference my bra size is like a thirty eight l in the u s um they are very accommodating for nice. um larger band sizes larger cup sizes um and so 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 comfortable i'm fucking in love so if you are hunkering down and realizing you don't need um, all of the wires and push up and corsetry right now and you want to put something on your body Evelyn and Bobby I, I'm newly obsessed and I know I'm going to be living in these for like at least a year so, nice that's yep. great strong recommend strong recommend hooray hooray <laughs> I love you so much, and I hey. wish I could have gone to school with you and fed oh. you in the hallways and um, <laughs> taken and snuck you into the barn that I took science in. <laughs> the basement barn. The basement barn, full of chickens and bunnies. Wow. And a focus group's worth of children. <laughs> Jesus. I know. So good, right?
1: <laughs> oh, school. All right.
0: Well, thanks for listening, fuck buddies. Thanks for listening, fuck buddies. Hey, if it occurs to you, if you could find it in your sweet little hearts to rate us and review us on iTunes, that would be so 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 helpful. More people are finding us and it's great. Um, if you if you like being our friend um, and you like and you're picking up what we're putting down. I
1: listen to this, but I hate being their friend. <laughs>
0: As and a reminder, you know,
1: you know that this podcast is free because you're listening and you didn't pay any money for it, so... That's right. Uh, we do all of this out of our... uh so no, Yep. So low. Kind So if you want to help us and if you like this podcast, presumably you want other people to listen to it, right? I would think so.
0: That would make us real happy because uh, th- there, there's no work for us to go back to at this point, so... It <laughs> <laughs> mm. would be super duper great if... <laughs> if literally anything could come of this. <laughs> boop, boop, All right. Love you. Love, Love you, you, fuck buddies. Everybody Yay. be great and be well. And we'll see you soon. Yes, goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.